0: Aloha, and welcome to the podcast, Throwing Up Rainbows. Good girl, dirty secret. I invite you in to get lost in story. You are welcome here with my dirty little secrets. You're welcome here exactly as you are, and all your brilliant, beautiful fucked upness as you shine and as you crawl towards the light. In today's episode, we're going to talk story with my dad about his experience of my eating disorder as a teen. We'll discuss how he felt helpless during my disorder, how his personal feelings about therapy affected my willingness to go, and what my eating disorder taught him. Let's dive in. So, today I'm here with my dad. Aloha. (laughs) That's my dad. He's from the East Coast, but my mom and him moved to Hawaii, so my brother and I got to grow up there. He said that he noticed my eating disorder when I started to get really skinny around ninth grade. I was always thin, but he noticed I was compulsively exercising. He said one of the main signs for him was secretiveness.
1: It being an abnormal thing that you didn't want to deal with, but you were dealing with it. It was your little secret. You had a little secretive world about it. You know, it's kind of strange.
0: Can you explain more of that secretive world about it that you saw from an outside looking in?
1: I think you thought it was your purpose to have control over you and over the situation and you thought that it was you could control and you you know you had your uh, your alter ego your alter uh, Sybil <laughs> personality I forgot in your play what was her name I forgot Lily, Lily. you had Lily there you go and Lily was pretty much at the forefront of your thinking for quite some time, mm-hmm. you know, and Lily kind of took you over. It was like a like a split personality type thing.
0: So, what would would you notice differences? Uh, like, I mean, you said that it was my secret world, and you could notice this from the outside in, and that you could see the eating disorder Lily sort of take over me. Yeah, like, how could you? How could you tell? Like, how did it affect you? personally how did it affect our family dynamic
1: well it affected us a lot because we were close and we lived in a close quarters apartment you know what i mean it was, it was kind of obvious after we really after i really noticed and really thought about it i looked for it i looked for the signs
0: what did you look for
1: dismissing yourself from the table dismissing yourself in restaurants because we would go out to eat a lot You go to the bathroom right after restaurants, after you ate. Um, Binging. Binging on your ice cream. Binging on all kinds of things. You were a binge eater, you know. And um, that to me was a definite sign. Gum. Chewing gum after uh, specific times, you know.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, Things like that. Kind of disturbing to me. But then again, I was carrying on the whole life. I was supporting the whole family. I was working around the clock practically, doing things between work and my corporate job and then doing, uh, you know, hustling on the side, buying and selling and doing whatever I had to do to make the ends meet for the family. You know, I think mom could have been more aggressive to you, if that's a word, aggressive, could have addressed the situation more to you.
0: And by that you mean more directly?
1: More directly. She was kind of like in denial about it. You know, she played the mother role, but she... She plays the mother role so much and so much, but she didn't really address that how I thought she should have addressed it. How,
0: in your mind, how should she have addressed it?
1: Well, female to female, daughter to mother. You know what I mean? It's one thing when your father tells you something, but it's another thing when your mother tells you something. And, you know, you've always got along pretty good with mom, but I don't think she addressed it. What do you think? Did she address it to you in, in, the, in the way that you think she should have?
0: Um, in my... So, no. The, the direct answer to your question is no. <laughs> um, she is more avoidant. We both yeah. know this. Um, however, what I know about myself at that time with both of you, it was a energy of fuck you leave me alone
1: yes exactly so
0: even if she would have addressed it with me it still would have been the fuck you leave me alone energy no matter who was coming at me
1: right and that's how you approached it correct and that's how you approached it with me correct so uh and not to be the nagging father but you know you knew it bothered me
0: of course i knew my eating disorder bothered him he was pretty point blank about it if you can't already tell It's interesting when people don't address problems the way that we think they should. Often, family members don't know what to do, and eating disorders can put family members in conflict with one another. What I hear is my dad not understanding why this happened to me and trying desperately to grasp at any straw that he thought could help, such as my mother being as direct with me as he was. But the truth is, at that time, I didn't want to talk to either one of them. How did, how did my eating disorder specifically affect you? You talked about you were working full-time, you kind of thought it was disgusting, you noticed it affected, you didn't specifically say my mood, you said I was intense.
1: How did it affect me mostly was I felt helpless and that was the biggest stress to me with directed to you with your eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Because I tried to, and as you know, which wasn't always right, I tried to help you and correct you so you wouldn't have to go through things in life, you know, Mm -hmm. take the burden on myself, so to speak, or to at least to teach you, you know, and let you go through the things maybe, but guide you more, you know, and I felt really helpless because this is one thing I couldn't understand and I couldn't guide you on.
0: How did you try to understand it? What did you do? What did you seek out?
1: Well, when we helped to, to try to get you some help, and then you didn't want to deal with that. And you remember that time we took you there? To, and you just were like... Oh, I do. Wicked yeah. bitch. Yeah,
0: I was a wicked bitch to her. And Sorry, that's not funny. But yeah. I was. I, I didn't want to talk to her. I, I know. And it was
1: frustrating her. for me because at that point, we were trying to really trying to pinpoint and give you help. You know, because, you know, it was outside our realm because you didn't want to deal with me, didn't want to deal with mom. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much you didn't want to deal with mom. I really can't say that. I I just think you didn't want to deal with anybody.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? And, you know, it was like, it was a dirty little secret. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And you kept it to yourself. You kept that. You tried to hide it as long as you could. And I don't even know how long before I really realized that, before you were actually into it. You know? So it's like, Helpless. That's helpless. Ha- helpless. Helplessly Hoping.
0: Helplessly Hoping? Yeah. Say more about that. It's a song. Helplessly Hoping? Yeah.
1: Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young. Helplessly Hoping. Never mind. It's, <laughs> it's a song.
0: Okay. Helplessly Hoping. Helplessly Hoping. I think that pretty much sums up a parent's struggle with a teen with the eating disorder. They wonder, where did it come from? How did this happen? They can't fathom why this would happen to their child. Most parents do what mine did, which was take me to a therapist, because like my dad said, they knew it was out of their control. So you took me to a therapist. I didn't want to speak to the therapist. Um, Did you seek out any support for yourself? Did you ever think about seeing a therapist?
1: Not for you. Why? Not for your disorder. Why not? I didn't think that I did have to. I think I could work it through. I'm kind of that way anyhow. You know me. I
0: kind so, of can work
1: anything through in my own head.
0: What I remember, and this is what a lot of people that I talk to also, their families, their background was sort of against therapy. Um, How would you say? I mean, I, I think that's probably changed since then, but if you put yourself back yeah, to when I, I was younger, can you... Explain a little bit about your feelings of therapy or seeing a therapist.
1: Well, I'm kind of old school on that, like you just said. And I kind of believe a lot of the therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists are a bunch of bullshit, you know. Because, you know, they always blame everything on your childhood. You know, and in your case, I don't see how it could be. I mean, I'm certain there's certain things in your head about your childhood that, you know, maybe weren't 100% productive leading you towards a you know, a non-needing situation, but, you know, you had a good childhood. And we all, we both had, we had a great, the four of us was just great family childhood, you know, family function, so to speak, as a family. How I thought, how I saw it, and that's what was kind of surprising to me. I thought everything was cherry. All the time we spent together, all the camping, all the, you know, support and all your games that we went to for you and your brother and just, you know, you know how our family was. Yeah. It was great. To me, it was great. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Hmm. Exempting God.
0: So, it sounds like to me that you had a lot of fear, I guess, around sending me to a therapist and having everything blamed on you and mom.
1: No, not at all. Absolutely right. not. Say more then. Absolutely not.
0: If if a therapist, technically, I'm following your train of thought, is going to go back to my childhood and you were sort of anti seeing therapists, I can connect the dots that you might have apprehension about me wanting to go because then it's gonna reflect poorly on you and mom. Not at all. Okay, say more. About I, I that would then. do
1: anything possible. I'd take all the blame on me if I had to if I could have corrected and helped you be Healed, so to speak. I don't know if that's the right term, healed, Mm -hmm. but to be over it, you know, in no way. I I admit, I'm a man, I admit what I am and who I am to anybody, you know what I mean? And I'll take the blame. If I could, I'd give my life for you, you know that. And if anything happened that I could, anything that could happen that I could have intervened and helped you on, I'm there, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. What other people think of me?
0: What if I said that in my terms back then, part of the reason why I didn't want to see a therapist, there were a couple reasons. Part of it was I felt guilty for making you guys pay time and money and whatever to send me to somebody when it was quote unquote, I thought my problem. Um, But also the reality was is I felt a pushback from you against therapy that you didn't respect it, that you didn't think that it would help, that you had apprehension and stuff around like energy around it, and because I was connected to you and wanted to please you, I didn't there was an element of me not wanting to seek out therapy because I felt like it would cause a rift between me and you
1: I can see that those are all valid things, Kristen. In your mind they're all valid things. And I and I I really I apologize for that train of thought to you because I probably did put more stigma attached to going to a therapist, not for you, mm-hmm. but in general, you know what I mean? You know, I don't know. I'm from the old school with therapy, you know what I mean? And Suck therapist it up. and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suck it up. Snap out of it, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. Yeah. That's the way it is. And, you know, if that's how you saw it, you know, I apologize to you for it. I mean, I don't know what to say, it's just like, it's just who I am, where I am, where I grew
0: up, how I grew up, you know what I mean? Here's the thing, I did have a wonderful childhood. My parents showed up, they spent tons of time with my brother and me, and we knew that we were loved. And another truth is that yes, everything does stem back to your childhood and family of origin, because that's when your neural pathways are being formed. You can have a fantastic, loving family, and still end up with an eating disorder. Here's the thing I want you, audience, to hear. You can take your child to therapy, but if you as a parent look down on therapy or think it won't help, your kid will feel that energy, like I did. With daughters especially, they don't wanna disappoint or let you down as parents. For parents or those taking a loved one to therapy, it's important you know that the way you think about therapy is being absorbed by your daughter or son without you even saying a word. If you want to help your child, one of the ways is to be supportive of therapy, not just for your child, but for the family as a whole. So back to my dad, what did my eating disorder teach him?
1: Well, it, it taught me to be more compassionate and more uh, not so black and white. There's more gray than there is black and white sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm tendency to be black and white, you know what I mean? And you know, you know, I am snap out of it you know
0: so it's you to be a little bit less snap out of it um
1: maybe but i'm still a guy that wants to be punched in the face and not hit in the back of the head (laughs) i've told you that before you know what i mean (laughs) yeah man up punch me in the face i'll respect you you slap me in the back of the head i keep me in the back of the head you know the sucker punch i'll never respect you You so
0: how does that connect to my eating disorder it connects
1: in the sense or that... you. It connects in the sense that that's how I was kind of dealing with you. Snap out of it, Kristen. What the hell's going on, man? This is not acceptable. You know, and I would have been more compassionate to what you were going through at the time. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You know, and I, I kind of wasn't... I mean, I was in one way, but I wasn't in one way. You, you know, you know how... You know how it was like. Yeah. You want me to say it, though, right?
0: Well... I- <laughs> no, Nobody I know, else I mean, knows how you were like
1: <laughs> No, no, I know, but I mean, that's just the way it is, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much East Coast in your face. Well,
1: it's just the way it is, you know.
0: My dad, who's from the East Coast, has the mindset of snap out of it. What the hell are you doing? And this is not acceptable. He thinks, as many other parents do, that the person with the eating disorder is the problem. He did say he would have been open to family therapy, and he thinks it would have helped. Because here's the truth. All families are a web, and if your kid has an eating disorder, you're in it with them. It's not an isolated incident. There's a reason for it that has something to do with all parts of the web. An inviting way that parents might have approached me would have been to say something like this. We're really scared, and we know this is about more than just you, and we're going to family therapy. A child's eating disorder is a sign that there's something happening in the family web. Yet most parents tend to think it's something that's way over there just happening to their kid. What advice would you give to other parents if they discovered that their teen, if if they discovered their teen had an eating disorder or they thought their teen had an eating disorder, what would you tell them?
1: Pay attention. Pay attention. If you have to do anything, pay attention. Address the issue. Whatever it takes.
0: Pay attention. These are your kids. These are your loved ones. I Love you. Love you too. My dad. I choose to believe that we're all doing our best, and that includes each of our parents and each of us moving through this disorder to recovery. I'm Ziza Calante, and this is Throwing Up Rainbows. Stay tuned for the next episode, where you'll get to see my eating disorder through the eyes of my mom and how she held a sense of guilt and sadness as though my eating disorder was a direct reflection of her as a mom. Till then. This episode was written and produced by me, Zizo Colante, with audio production and scoring by Carlos Sepulveda.